You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. <laughs> yeah. That's one for the Montreal swear jar. I had a uh, mouthful of coffee on that one, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, Yes, welcome to another episode of Two and Out with Kura and Ty. We are now a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. There's been a discussion going online about having weddings on a long weekend, Ty. You feel so, so strongly against this, don't you? It's so selfish. <laughs> like, you get four good weekends, like four good long weekends a year, and I got to drive to your wedding and spend money when I could be, you know, at the lake or, you know, literally doing nothing and just staying at home for a nice three days. Okay. So here's my thing. Every wedding that I've ever been to, I have had to take holidays off anyway. So what's the difference? Yeah, but you get paid for the, the, the ones on the long weekend. These are built in. Like I don't want to waste my long weekend at your wedding. I get paid for those too. Winter long weekends, I mean, I'll gladly go to a wedding on that because that's better than working outside. But in the summer, we, it's, such, it's so short, and it's the last thing I want to do. Uh, I, I, I would argue that any summer weekend, because I, I don't really see the difference when I'm spending a holiday, a holiday day here. Here's my thing. So we're at a wedding this weekend. I had to uh, mm-hmm. buy a $100 hat. I had to buy a $100 pair of jeans. I had to no, buy a- you didn't have to buy the hat. We had one for you. No, you didn't. Not one that fit my head. I had to buy a $100 pair of boots. <laughs> Old $115 shirt. Let me tell you what, man. That's a $500 outfit that I'm wearing. That's the most expensive I've ever dressed in my life. You're, you're also in the wedding party, and with that comes expenses. So who's selfish? <laughs> you didn't have to say yes. <laughs> Then that would be selfish. Don't go throwing the word around <laughs> selfish when you don't mean it. No, I do mean it. it it's, it's like no, long weekends are a no go for weddings. I, like people are like, oh, what if they got family that travel from out of town? If it's family, they're gonna come regardless, so they can book the time off. Don't make me take time out of my long weekend to come to your wedding. If you want to invite Trav to a wedding, have it on a long weekend Sunday. You give me Saturday to drive up. Monday to drive home, and I don't have to take any time off work. That's the way I like it. Oh, no way. <laughs> time off is the t- taking time off is the best. In the huddle with Karan Ty on the Two and Out podcast. We're going to agree to uh, disagree on that one, you jerk. We do have some <laughs> um, breaking news. Alfonso Davies of the Whitecaps. What, he's going to Munich now? Bayern Munich, yeah, in the Bundesliga. $20 million transfer fee. That's the highest ever for an MLS player. Mm-hmm. That's wild, man. Well, he doesn't get to see a dollar of that. Yeah. 
<laughs> poor, poor kid. Now, he is yeah. obviously Canada's soccer phenom. Is it going to be enough to get us into the World Cup in eight years? Yeah, we have an automatic bid. Well, here, here's a here's a better question. Are they going to win a game? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Speaking of another Canadian national team, the Canadian national junior team defended gold at the 2018 IFAF Under-19 World Championship in Mexico City. Yes, this is football. It was a 13-7 win over the host, uh, Mexico. And the first team to ever go back-to-back. Yeah, we got some good ball players in Canada. Mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't really looked a lot into it. I don't know what they... I'm assuming they play four-down football. Um, but I mean, you're still getting the reps and still getting the putting in the time. So that's that's really good for for the college programs and and stuff like that. That you know these kids are going to eventually work their way onto if they want to keep their football career going. And you know bodes well for the CFL draft in future years. So there's been five of these tournaments since '09. Canada has won three, and uh, the states have won two of them. So. I think we're doing okay as far as football goes on the national stage and as far as growing the game goes. I love seeing stuff like that. Before we go to the Week 7 games, I've got to say thank you to ATB. Oh, I know, getting the paper in the mail. Sometimes it's exciting getting mail, but I hate getting the bank statements in there. Ty, do you still get that stuff to your mail? I get bills and Panago. And Panago menus. And photo radar tickets. I don't pay those. I live in Saskatchewan. <laughs> I get A&W coupons, too. But usually mail oh, yeah. <laughs> mail can not be a good thing sometimes. So if you want to save some cash, save some paper. they got the all-digital checking and savings accounts at ATB. No monthly fee, no minimum balance. And I can tell you, I am with ATB. I got my mortgage there. You get the interest on the higher balances. I couldn't tell you that because I don't have the highest balance because i got to pay <laughs> to go to this wedding. Uh, if you want more information, <laughs> okay. Go to ATB.com. That's ATB.com. Let's talk about the game. Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em. And show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click CFLFantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. Man, you're you're really uh, choked at me for how I'm talking today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't want my I don't want my summer ruined. I, I want to do what I want to do in the summer, dude. <laughs> you booked holidays for it. What's the difference? Because the hol- like it's a built-in holiday, and I I don't get long weekends at work. So. It sounds to me you're just trying to come up with an excuse not to go to these weddings. Just say no, 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 because all of my. Everybody that I golf with has that weekend off, so I can stay home and golf with everybody that I golf with instead of a weekend where I don't get to golf. Like I, this weekend, I don't get to golf, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> so you're still kind of upset about this one, even though it's not a long weekend. Yeah, I don't like summer weddings. Okay, now we're pulling it out of you a little bit. There we go. I like but that. Summer, summer long weekends are the worst. No, when I got a fantasy NFL league that I'm, uh, they're starting up here, and they wanna, they wanna draft on Labor Day. Oh, go suck a corn dog! That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way. 
<laughs> so tonight it's the Alouettes home to the Edmonton Eskimos. Of course, the Eskimos swept the season series last year, outscored the Owls by ooh, 22 points. Uh, do have to say props to the Edmonton Eskimos, and it's an annual thing. Monday morning magic at K-Days in Edmonton. It's really cool to see them go to the fair that Monday morning with the kids. These big linemen on the rides and stuff with the kids. I love seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's another one of those things that's the Eskimo way, right? Be super involved in the community, things th- – things like Monday morning magic and you know, they're going into libraries now and reading to the kids. And it's just one more thing that the, the Eskimos do um, in the community that it just ingrains them into, into the city of Edmonton. Now, as far as injuries go with the Eskimos, CJ Gable surprisingly appears good to go. He's been taking all the reps this <laughs> week. I, I really didn't think he'd be in this week. I, I find that kind of crazy after the hit he took. We're also going to see Kwaku Boateng returning for that defensive line as well. Um, as far as the team goes, we did hear from Mike Riley talking about why we should pick him this week in fantasy. Hey CFL fans, uh, you should pick me, Mike Riley, for TSN CFL Fantasy because it's obvious. I cost a ton of money, I know that, but I create like hundreds of more points than anybody else does. I don't even know what the numbers are, but it's stupid. <laughs> uh, if you don't pick me, it's because you're cheap. Well, are you cheap Brazilian Thai? Because I know I am. I am Ukrainian. <laughs> $14,000, and I don't think that's going to change. No, and if you do that, he does not get two players worth of points. No, no. So you... Like it makes zero sense unless, unless you have him and Duke, and then find twenty five hundred dollar players somewhere else that produce. But then you're just throwing darts at a dartboard with a blindfold on. And you know what? Throughout this podcast, there are some really cheap values you can take advantage of this week. We'll go through them. It's still hard to put in Mike Riley just because the amount uh, he. He, he commands, but he still does average over 22 points against the Alouettes during the last few years. Uh, everybody averages a lot of points against the Alouettes. Hey, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're not even going to make, you're not even going to find me. <laughs> yeah. That's one for the Montreal swear jar. I had a uh, mouthful <laughs> of coffee on that one, sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Duke Williams hasn't played that well against Montreal compared to everybody else in the league, but, I mean, he is the league-leading receiver right now, so if you can find a way to get him in your lineup, you almost have to. Yeah, uh, Darrell Walker averages over 16. Duke actually averages single digits, but he has not played the Montreal Alouettes at slot back, uh, his Mm -hmm. current position this season. With the amount of targets he's getting... And the Alouettes giving up the most passing touchdowns in the league. I'm going to have to say that we might see Duke raise that average after this week. I I would say that's a safe bet, yep. <laughs> and we got some good value for the Eskimos' defense. It's just over $3,500. They average double digits against the Owls. And this Owls team doesn't score. Mm-mm. Like, they are... They, in the last three to four years, they've, they, they're averaging 18 points at home. Wow. At home. That is, that is bad. You have no faith in Vernon Adams? 
Do you? <laughs> hey, don't turn this around on me. <laughs> Although I'm hey, the man, biggest I'm Montreal f- sympathizer this side of the Quebec Ontario border. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't know why. <laughs> Let's talk about those owls. Now, we got the Johnny Manziel news late on Sunday. But on Monday, they trade a conditional eighth-round draft pick to Winnipeg for Adarius Bowman. They have said he's not going to see the field tonight against Edmonton, but they lose nothing here. It's a conditional eighth-round draft pick. If Bowman doesn't do well, then they lose literally nothing. If he does, then they get some production from a veteran receiver. They lost Chris Williams, so... This is kind of like a no-lose situation for the Owls if they get something out of yeah. Bowman. Yeah, little, he can't be any worse than he was in, in Winnipeg right now. Like He was having such a bad year. I don't know if, he, if you know he's maybe lost it or if he's just fighting through something right now, but like an eighth-round draft pick, it, 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 like you said, it, it's nothing. Um, it's, it'd be no different than just you know signing him as a free agent. So they don't, they don't lose much, and you know they got a chance – they're, they need offensive targets if they want their quarterbacks to succeed. And, you know, Bowman does have the propensity to be one of those. Yeah, I hope he can turn things around. I know he was really excited to go to Winnipeg. It is where his career started. They are a contender. So I, I guess I feel for him uh, a little bit. But now there's a lot of attention in Montreal. Vernon Adams, who actually has been quite coveted when he came into the league. He played with Oregon, didn't mm-hmm. he? I believe it was Oregon, yeah. Yeah, but he actually got traded before he ever saw the field from BC. Uh, but he comes full circle. He's back in Montreal, and they have said that Johnny Manziel will see the field in this game. Just watch Vernon Adams light up the S for three touchdown passes in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Oh, come on. Wouldn't that be fun? <sighs> I don't know what you want me to say. I, I, I know I'm. I know I'm doing well when all I get is the sigh like, from you. Okay, this this, <laughs> this Montreal team right now this year <laughs> averaging thirteen point eight points. How much do you think that's really going to change with Vernon Adams behind center? Hey, that's better than what the Calgary defense is giving up. <laughs> F- that that's fair. Uh, like, but I, I I don't see anything changing too quickly. Uh, they do release quarterback Garrett Fugate and also offensive lineman Kirby Fabian to make room for the new lineman coming in from the trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found this really interesting at Wednesday's Alouette's practice. Commissioner Ambrosi was at Al's practice and addressed the team when they were done. I can't remember ever seeing anything like this. No, it, that's very unorthodox. I, I, I don't. There, I didn't find any details on it as to why he was there, or what was said. But I have a feeling it has something to do with Johnny Manziel because the league stepped in last year when Hamilton was trying to bring him up or trying to sign him to the practice roster, sign him to the roster, and they said, no, you're not doing this right now, especially after the Art Bryles thing. Um, so that's, that would be my guess as to why this happened. 
Now, uh, Mike Sherman did say in an interview, he just said uh, the commissioner's message was about the league and the direction of the league and the expectations mm. of players, coaches, and staffs within the league, where the league's going. Uh, he's very excited about the future of the league and the players that represent the CFL. So I, I found it interesting that they gave the Alouettes this message. I, I don't mm. know. Were, were they? Tr- was he trying to get the morale better in Montreal? I, I don't really get it. I I think that it has something to do with Manzel being on the roster now. Yeah. I, I think that that's a big part of it. Uh, you know, morale, he, that, that's not his place. I yeah. wouldn't think. Yeah. Um, that's more Mike Sherman. Uh, but maybe, I don't know, the attendance issues, something that might be, you know, bugging the players or bugging the, the organization as a whole, which, you know, it should be. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just think because I think used, used Manziel being there as, as the reason for this. And, you know, with every, with everything that was, that Mike Sherman said, he said, you know, it it becomes a broader, broader message, but at the same time, there's probably stuff said that was directed directly at Johnny Manziel, but he wasn't pointed out. And I think he knew that if like, you know, the way you're supposed to act and the the way that, you know, you're supposed to represent this league, you know, we know what Manziel's history is and we know that this, that the CFL doesn't care if uh, they'll suspend you before any details come out before you even go to court for, for any kind of domestic violence or anything like that. Manziel has a history. This is out on the table now. And you know it's going to be an open and shut. If anything does happen, he says he's, he says he's changed, and he very well could be. But if anything does happen, it you know he he's gotten the message, and if he does if he doesn't follow it, well he'll be gone. And that goes for any and that goes for any player. As far as fantasy goes with the Alouettes, I think the only option, and I actually don't mind it this week, is probably Tyrell Sutton. Yeah. Uh, you know, just over six. Well, just over sixty three hundred dollars. Averages twenty point six against Edmonton. Um, yeah, the the two receivers that are left three point four and nine point three, and you know Bowman isn't in there, and they lost Chris Williams. That I don't see this offense doing a whole heck of a lot tonight. Yeah, I, I, I don't really <laughs> see it either. I think I know who you picking. Who are you picking? I uh, gotta take the Eskimos. They average just over twenty six points on the road. Montreal only scores nineteen point three at home. I'm not. I'm gonna go with Edmonton too. Um, <laughs> I think that it's. I always think that it's gonna be closer. But by closer, like you think that the S. You texted me that they're gonna win by thirty. 30. I don't think they're gonna win by thirty. <laughs> well, the line is set at eight and a half. I think Edmonton covers. Okay, that's fair. I, I actually think they'll cover that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next game. Toronto is in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, 11-point favorites, looking for a season sweep. Um, as far as that spot vacated by Darius Bowman, Kenbrell Tompkins could be the starter for the Bombers. Uh, 53 catches, 728 yards, and four touchdowns in a four-year NFL career. He does turn 30 this weekend, so kind of interesting that they're bringing in a 30-year-old. I, I mean, I'm 30. I'm probably too old to make it in the CFL. But 
I don't know. 2500 bucks. If you want to get that Mike Riley in there, you're looking for all the options you can get. Yeah, all the $2,500 receivers and running backs that you can find and just pick. Right? Like that, if you, if you want Mike Riley that bad this weekend, and let's be honest, he could score 40. He could. He very well, he very <laughs> well could. But if he scores 40 and everybody else for you scores five or yeah. none, then are, are, did you make a good decision? No. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, he, not, not the greatest numbers from Tompkins, but I mean, and yeah, he does turn 30, but if he's still able to play, I, I don't see why you wouldn't give him a flyer. Yeah, well, we'll see what he does. That's pretty uh, pretty cool that they're going to get him into the lineup here. Do you like taking any of the Bombers? I kind of avoided Nichols last week. He was the highest-scoring quarterback. Now it's getting hard to get Andrew Harris in your lineup because he's now five digits. He's over $10,000, but Weston Dressler, great value there, right over $4,800. Mm-hmm. Might be a good value this week. Yeah, I have, I, I have no issues with you know, Nichols, Harris, or Dressler being being in a lineup. Uh, Darvin Adams is a little pricey. He doesn't he plays below his average? You know, Weston Dresser well above his average uh, against Toronto than he is against the rest of the league. Uh, and especially at only four, just over forty eight hundred dollars, it's pretty easy to fit that in depending on your quarterback situation. Uh, and you know, this Toronto team is pretty beat up right now. Um, not playing the greatest football. Uh, Matt Nichols, not not a terrible choice either. I uh, am keeping an eye on Nick Dembski to see what he's doing. He seems to be getting more and more touches and more involved into that uh, offense every single week. We do talk about Toronto here. More big news, another trade. They trade defensive lineman Sean Lemon to BC for a nag list player. That's a big move, man. I, yeah, unless they know something we don't. Uh, I don't think that that is a guy that you want to trade with, especially with the guys you have out on defense right now. Um, you know, mainly in your linebacking core, you need, you need your D line's going to have to, you know, be able to rush the quarterback. And Lemon's one of the one of the best D linemen in the league. Um, you know, and now he gets to go and play with Odell Willis, which should be fun. Uh, but yeah, Toronto. I don't. I don't know. I don't get this trade. Uh, but at the same time, it, you know, maybe there might have been. He Lemon's been on a lot of teams. I'm starting to think maybe there's something. There's a problem with him. I. I don't know. Uh, you know, to get forgot to get traded this much, uh, and you know, have to sign with different teams. It. It. It's kind of a yellow flag. Yeah. He. He. Oh, it's either six or seven CFL teams that have had his mm-hmm. rights, and he might be the Kevin Glenn of the defense in the CFL. But he goes with some more strong personalities in BC. Now you got Gabe Napton, Odell Willis, and uh, Sean Lemon. So the vets already in BC, they are going to be pushed. Maybe this does mean, and Derek Taylor from TSN made this point, that Bear Woods is ready to return, and they move Justin Tuggle back to defensive end. But, ah, man, without Victor Butler, without Sean Lemon, I feel like they're going to have a real tough time getting to the quarterback in Toronto now. And especially this week, Winnipeg's O-line is so good. Um, and I think that's going to be a, a deciding factor in this game is, you know, one team's going to be able to get to the quarterback and the other one might not. Um, I don't think we're going to see 
two defenses that you know when when Toronto's healthy they they can they can get after the quarterback but right now I I don't trust it and you know with the Winnipeg line I I don't see it happening Big news from Argos practice on Wednesday. James Wilder Jr. and Dexter McCluster both left Argos practice on Wednesday with lower body injuries. Now, if Wilder can't return and McCluster does, I I like getting McCluster into your lineup. I just like the option of a $2,500 player or whatever he is being dirt cheap because you know he's going to get touches. So, Brandon Burks is an option. Remember that awesome touchdown he had in the preseason? And actually last week, he was the Argos' leading rusher. I know he only had 19 Mm -hmm. yards, but I think it was three carries. He looked good when he had the ball. Martise Jackson would be another option for the Argos as well. He would get some of those return yards as well. So if Wilder and McCluster aren't good to go, it is not good for the Argos, but it might be good for your fantasy team to get some cheap guys in there that could be getting a ton of touches. Well, and especially, you know, with Jackson, he, the touches that he gets, because, you know, he can return the football. Yeah. He returns punts, returns kicks. Uh, that's extra, that's added points that, you know, you don't even really think about until you look at the game summary or you're looking at your lineup, the results, and it tells you, oh, he had, you know, all of a sudden 157 or 158 return yards. It's like, that's... That's quite a bit of points. It is. And if he can sneak in a touch, if he can sneak in a touchdown, it's another six. So there's always that chance that any any kick, really, any punt, especially, uh, can be taken back because of the, the no yards rule. So there's lots of opportunity for these guys to get lots of touches and lots of yards. Do you like any Argos players other than maybe some cheap running backs? If you got the opportunity, mm, James Wilder, if if he's a go. Yeah, and he's and that, expensive, just under eight thousand. Yeah, uh, you know, SJ not having a great year. Money Edwards not having a great year. Noel not doing much. Um, yeah, James Franklin's averaging eleven point nine points this year. Not the greatest, and he's pretty expensive for the output. So I, I'm not doing anything with Toronto. Yeah, maybe you wonder if the Argos are freeing up money for maybe Posey returning. Uh, to the league mm. from NFL cuts. Maybe that's what they're doing. Um, we won't know for a couple of weeks, but you have to assume that Pop and Tressman have some sort of plan. Who are you picking to win this one? Taking the Bombers, sweep series at home. Uh, Toronto gives up a lot of points on the road. Winnipeg can score at home, so I got to take the Bombers. I usually don't like to pick a team to win a back-to-back, but I think... This one kind of seems like a bit of a layup. Did you not take Winnipeg last week, or did you take Toronto last week? I took Toronto last week. And you said if Winnipeg won, you'd take Toronto again. (laughs) I'm not doing that, man. I'm taking Winnipeg. I'm taking Winnipeg. uh, I I just need to see more from Toronto. They they looked like they had a ton of fight against Edmonton, but Mm -hmm. in both of the games, and then just lost it against Winnipeg. Uh, we got to take a break in this podcast. I just got a Facebook notification. My wife booked me a dentist appointment. When? I don't know, man, but now I can't get out of it. Well, you can. Well, now that it's on Facebook and on the podcast, 
I can't. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, you're the one that got married, man. Well, I screwed myself there. Um, Hamilton, (laughs) favorites over Ottawa. I think we're going to have a pair of good games on Saturday. So Mm -hmm. Ottawa won the season series last year 2-1. They outscored Hamilton 100-80. I actually don't mind any Ottawa options, although Harris... He's kind of been off and on the last few weeks, maybe a bit more off. He only averages just over 12 points against Hamilton, although the defense for the Tiger Cats didn't look all that great against a rider offense that leaves some things to be desired. <laughs> oh, that's that's putting it lightly. <laughs> uh, Brad Snopley could have another career night. You know, he, he's already had two this year. He's, yeah, he's could he do it himself. again? Ellingson's always is usually a good pick. Lots of targets. Uh, Deontay Spencer with the chance of the return yards, although his returns just to me it doesn't seem like he's getting the the return yards. But then you, when you look at the summer, he is. And they're just not exciting like they used to be, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, either any three of those guys, William Powell, just under eighty nine hundred dollars, plays right around his average. So there's. You could put in any of those four guys and 20 points, and it's a good night. Harris, you'd never know what you're going to get. Yeah, hopefully uh, he gets more consistently good for our nation. As Hamilton goes, well, now they're offering $100 gift cards to anybody that bought a Manziel Ticats jersey. What do you think of this? It's stupid. I If you bought a Manziel jersey... Before That's on he, you. he ever touches the field, yeah, you're right, Ty. I think that's on you. <laughs> or go and take your number two jersey and get the nameplate replaced and get a Chris Williams jersey. Yeah. You're stuck with that number two. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Why would you do, like, did you really, did people really think he was going to be starting week one? I, I've seen a lot of people say if Manziel is not good enough to overtake Jeremiah Mazzoli, then he's probably not good, good enough to go back to the National Football League. I think that's just a douche thing to say. Uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli, what is, is he the Rodney Dangerfield of the Canadian Football League? What's he got to do to get some respect? Get some respect? Yeah. <laughs> what, he's got to win in the playoffs. Well, he's got to make the playoffs. Uh People that say that obviously don't understand that it's a pretty big learning curve to come to the CFL. You have an extra guy, you got a bigger field, receivers have motion. NFL, your plays are designed to go to one guy, really. Yeah. It's kind of predetermined, and it's a lot of timing routes. There is a lot. There is t- still timing routes to CFL, but with the with the added room and all the motion, guys can get open. You know, guys guys become open that you wouldn't even think are open, and it changes your whole your whole read. And you know, the game is so much quicker. You got to be able to read these defenses so much faster. It's going to take a while for Manziel to, you know, be, I guess, what you would call, you know, a bona fide number one starting court. Granted, in Montreal, it's not going to be that hard with their depth chart. <laughs> but you know, do you know what I mean? Though, like, it, it, he's not just going to come in and blow blow the doors off the place. Yeah. he's going to have to. He's he's going to have to. Go, there's a learning curve, and he's going to have to prove that you know he can be a, a quarterback because. All, we haven't. He doesn't. Even in college, yeah, he threw the ball a lot, but he had Mike Evans. 
Yeah, and in college you can run around and you can improvise and you can hide a right. lot of those deficiencies. Ha- imperfections, yeah. So, you know, give it time. It might take him the full two years to to be, you know, consistently good. Once he Because it's going to take a while to figure this game out. You can take all the practice reps you want. That doesn't mean squat. What are the chances that Manziel's an Alouette in 2020? The uh, CFL writers... The highest they had was 33% for all that Montreal gave up. That's not good. <laughs> they don't have a first-round pick until, what, 2022? Yeah, and you know what? We had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes it seems like the first-round guys are mm-hmm. the failures. You know? We- True. And Derek, Derek Taylor did tweet out that list of names from Calgary. Yeah. With, with first round picks because people are like people we said it too that you know you don't want to give up these draft picks you need good Canadian talent from the draft Singleton's the only one still on that team well it seems but, like Ottawa is the only team that's nailed their first round in the last mm-hmm. uh, four or five years here and a lot yeah. of the other teams they're finding their value in the third fourth fifth rounds mm-hmm. and a lot of these first round guys they're just not panning out it's sticking with Hamilton their number one pick Mark Chapman didn't sign a deal and now he signed a deal with the Denver Broncos because so that one might have been a waste yeah like, that's the thing if you're gonna take a guy in that first round you better make sure that he is coming to the CFL and not going down south I don't know what it is with the first overall picks but the, yeah. <laughs> the last few years they're not working you, you, and you, yeah, it's almost like the Madden curse, right? You just don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Cavis Reed is, you know, streets ahead of us in this thought. And he's like, I don't need a first round pick. They don't pan out anyway. It's what Cavis said basically in an interview in Montreal yep. saying, I, I figure that the values come later in the draft and we can do without the first round pick. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Cavis is smarter than us all. <laughs> well, you know, when when it's Cavis Reed trading with Tillman, I get worried. <laughs> hey, Tillman's all over the place. Like he's good right now, but <laughs> yeah. But do you remember what did he get for Ricky Ray? <laughs> Wait until Mazzoli gets traded for Ronnie Peffer or something like that. Um, oh my God! <laughs> they end up bringing Bryant Moniz in as their number three quarterback, and some good news at running back. For the Ticats, Alex Green back practicing. He could return next week, but Luke Tasker is still questionable. I actually really like maybe uh, putting John White on your team. He had 11.5 points last week. His first touchdown as a Tiger Cat. He's just over $3,100. I like that roster flexibility at your other positions when you can save a pile of money there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he if he proved last week that he can still play, uh, and if he stays healthy, he's going to get the touches and he's going to be able to put up some points for your team. Every single Tiger Cat performs above their average against Ottawa. That's Mazzoli, Saunders, Banks, Tolliver, even Tasker if he does play. Who are you picking to win this one? I am taking the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, they're pretty evenly matched when it comes to like you know teams scoring on the road versus at home. Uh, Hamilton's lost... Two tough games to Saskatchewan. They need a bounce back win here. Yeah, it's nice to have these divisional battles, and I think this is going to be a good one. I'm going to go Tiger Cats as well. Then we go to Regina. 
Saturday night, I think this one's just going to be a fist fight. <laughs> the Riders and the Stampeders. The Stamps are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The Stamps did win the season series last year, but the team's tied in total score at 49 points. 49 points apiece over three games. We compare that, that included a 15 to 9 game. <laughs> we compare that to the Ottawa Hamilton series from the last year three games, 180 points scored and the mm-hmm. <laughs> 98 points scored in the Stamps and Riders uh, match from last season. So I think it's going to be another one of those ugly games in the trenches. Oh, for sure. Last year, that was the one game I got to in Regina. It was 15-9 final. The Riders were in it the entire game, but never seemed like they were in it. Um, and that always seems to be what happens against Calgary. They they keep it close, but you just have that feeling that it's not going to happen uh, unless it's a playoff game. So the word is that Bo is moving around a lot better than last week, and that's big for Calgary's success this weekend. Now, I don't know if you want to take any Stampeders against the Ryder defense, but Eric Rogers has been lighting it up this season. At times, it looks like he can't defend him. Don Jackson is getting just over 13 points a game. But we will mention, Devaris Daniels is averaging 2.9 points against the Riders over the last few years. That's not a good number if you got him on your team. No, that's uh, very, very bad. <laughs> very bad. <laughs> I, I don't even know like that that number when I found it. It it I looked at it and I'm like, there is no freaking way that it's that low. But it is that low. This is only the last two years. So take that like into consideration. Yeah, I think it was only three games or four games, but still, it, it's not very good. Um, the Stamps defense, $6,300. If you're putting that in your lineup, you're hoping for 15 points. Which is very possible. It is. It totally is. You're right. That Whenever these two teams play, it seems to be, it's either, it's either a, a, you know, a, a shootout at the old OK Corral, and, you know, it, it ends up in the 30s, or it's smash mouth football, running the ball down your throat, and, you know, ends up a one-score game, super close, kind of low scoring. Um, and with Brandon Bridge, uh, you know, still being Brandon Bridge, which is an inconsistent quarterback right now, but that's what he is. He's young. He's still learning. Um, there's lots of opportunity for Calgary to just pick him apart. Now, we're seeing some mind games, some Chris Jones games this week. We don't know what Deron Carter is going to do this week. He's been practicing on offense. He's been practicing on defense. And actually, the Riders are going to miss Derek Moncrief. And Chris Jones actually said that Deron could play strong side linebacker. I'm out. I don't I'm think out. that happens. Please don't do it. <laughs> this is literally the smartest thing Chris Jones has done since Marshall got hurt was you know Carter practicing on both because he still needs to know what the offense is doing. He does. He he does. He hasn't um, been playing with them. If if he comes in at Sam, I'm turning this game off. <laughs> we'll be at the wedding, but I'm I'm watching the game while we're at the reception. Oh, but I will sweet. turn it off if he goes in, he goes in if he goes into Sam, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. 
So the, the Riders do sign a Super Bowl champion defensive back. He is 33 years old, though, uh, Will Blackman. Um, I don't know if he's going to play, but he did win the Super Bowl with uh, the New York Giants, uh, I guess, when they won Super Bowl 46. That would have been against the Patriots. Yeah, they, uh, okay. they uh, the Giants and the Patriots. He might be okay. <laughs> if you can if you can beat Tom Brady. I like I like the I like the cut of this guy's jib. <laughs> they got uh, Elam as well that they signed from Baltimore. He looks like he might be ready to go, but Deron Blaine, strong side linebacker. Uh, we're not going to know until Saturday, and we might not even know to the third quarter what they're doing from Deron. Maybe he does go both ways. I don't know. Do you like any rider player this week? I kind of feel like they could do a similar game plan to last week, but Calgary's a lot harder to run on. I don't know if the screens that we were running to Jordan Williams-Lambert last week are going to work this week. It's going to be tough for the Ryder offense. Uh, it's going to be a tough slug. I, I don't know if I like any of the players. I tread lightly. Um, you know, it's going to be I, – I expect it to be a three-headed monster again at running back. So you, you might not get – you don't know who's going to get the touchdown there at some point. It'll. I'm sure they'll get one. Um, Brandon Bridge right now he's only averaging 6.7 I, I stay away from that um, you know Naaman Roosevelt only 8.9 against Calgary Caleb Hawley 2.4 uh, Jordan Williams Lambert 7.7 this year Shaq Evans 7.9 those numbers are probably I'd be surprised if they all hit their numbers because this Calgary defense is so good right now it's scary how good this defense is it's not even fair so i with I would this this is I think this is li- literally and I I love the Riders we know this I hate the coach but I love the team I this is a team you can probably eliminate from your fantasy lineup. It might be a, a tough game and it might be tough for actually both offenses in this one. Uh, it seemed like the media tried to bait Jerome Messam and Charleston Hughes going against their old team. And those guys know better. <laughs> they did not yeah. say anything, but they've been in that locker room in Calgary. They know that they would feast on something like this, so they stayed pretty quiet. Who are you picking? I'm taking Calgary um, until they lose this year, especially if Bo is starting. Um, and from what it sounds like, you know, he is moving around a lot better. On the off chance, it is Nick Arbuckle. I am changing my pick. You know what? I'm I saying might, that right now. I might want to pick the Riders in this one for the upset special. <laughs> you are ballsy, sir. I, I might close my eyes and just do it. Set the confidence at about 10. No, nope. set it at 100. you got to start getting some points. Dude, I got burned by setting it at 100. I had a bad week last week. Well, I went 2-2. Two and two. It could have been worse. Definitely could have been better. But <laughs> <laughs> I think the Riders... The, the crowd should be bringing it. it. It was a sellout. Two wins in a row against Hamilton. They're kind of rolling right now. The crowd should be loud. Saturday night, I don't think Calgary is really affected by a loud crowd all that much. But I'm going to close no. my eyes and pick the riders. And I've only got one rider game right this year. <laughs> so I'm probably wrong again. I don't think I do. I don't think I have one right yet. Really? No, because 
I had I had them to beat Ottawa, and then I changed it last minute. Oh and no! And I had them to beat Montreal. Montreal won. I had Hamilton to win both games. Oh no! I picked them in week one. That was the only game I got right. All right. Well, that's the only one I got right. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Quickly, what's your fantasy lineup look like right now? Matt Nichols, Andrew Harris, John White, Duke Williams, Weston Dressler, Bryant Mitchell, and the Eskimos defense. And I have $100 left over. All right. So this is my lineup at the moment. S defense, Jeremiah Mazzoli, Duke Williams, Eric Rogers, Terrence Tolliver, and I saved a pile of cash on my running backs. John White and Brandon Burks. Of course, that is a fluid situation that it will change. I got $52 left in my lineup. I like loading up with Rogers and Duke. So mm-hmm. this might be the week that you want to avoid those guys. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Great. Now I got to make changes. Yeah. They'll change six <laughs> times before the games start tomorrow. I know how that works. So Brazilian tie. Twice I've been in Lloydminster in the last six or seven weeks. Twice we were going to record on a Sunday. Twice you were nowhere to be found. <laughs> so is it me? Well. <laughs> No, I think it's my propensity for hangovers. Well, there's a wedding on Saturday. How are you going to survive Sunday? Well, dude, I woke up this morning with a hangover, so how do you think I'm going to survive come Sunday? All right, buddy. Well, I hope to do one with you in person <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> well, I'll, I won't have to go anywhere after, so All right, I good. should be home. <laughs> you can check out my new studio. Oh, yeah. See your studio. I want to check it out. We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Man, there are podcasts, Alberta-made podcasts, about everything. Business and marketing, education, self-improvement, movies, sports. Uh, Check out Repodcasting. They take some classic old movies, maybe ones that are hated, some that are loved, and then they recast them. I love that idea. It's really cool, so check them all out. Alberta Podcast Network. We hope to have a show for you Monday morning. Hey, I I might get carried away at this wedding, too. You never know. (laughs) I plan on being in bed at like 11 (laughs) o'clock. Not by choice. (laughs) You mean under a table. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) All right. Rate, review, subscribe (laughs) on iTunes. Enjoy the games this July weekend. And we will talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.